And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners, you're very welcome to another edition of your We Are Mead podcast, Davy Rispin, Mickey Brennan here with you as always, Davy, um, it was a hurling championship weekend and uh, the hurling championship did not let us down for sure, that is one thing that we could definitely say. Yeah, amazing, it resembles something of the last day of the season over in England um, with, with all sorts going on, the permutations were quite simple and there was only actually two games that essentially mattered in the senior A. Um, but it it was carnage. And the night before in the senior B, if you will, was nuts as well because um Kilmesson, who were facing into relegation trouble before their last game, somehow are after qualifying for the quarterfinals of the senior championship. So like there was there was stories on both nights, but I suppose Sunday with with Dumboyne and Fina playing off in what was um, a game key to staying off the bottom, but also for Nafina to try and get into contention and finishing in the top four. They almost did. Um, even though they haven't won a game and they've drawn three, it was almost enough and probably should have been enough nearly to get them through, but they were just edged out by uh, Ratot on score difference, who were well beaten at the hands of Kildalki and Park Tolton when that game was happening simultaneously. But little did they know what was going on across in Trim. It was amazing drama, Mickey. Absolutely brilliant across both. Yeah, it was one of our featured games from the weekend, um, Davey. And I was listening to it on the way back from commentating on the radio in Cavan. And uh, the permutations and everything that were going on. And, you know, you had abacuses out and, and, and you were trying to figure it out at the end of the game to see who was going to be going up into the quarterfinals and who was going to be staying down at the bottom of the table. And uh, it was just huge. And, and, and St. Peter's and Boyne, if they got the win, would have secured their senior Division A or Group A status for next year. As it is, they end up getting relegated. But it was absolutely brilliant drama uh, at the end of that game. And uh, listening to everybody around you, who and everybody was trying to figure out what the score was in the Rathod game as well. And yeah, it was, um, it was, it was it made for... Great listening and great drama. It was absolutely brilliant. We'll be coming to those results now in a couple of minutes. We're going to go through all of the championship hurling results from the weekend. But we've plenty to get through because there was ladies' championship on as well during the week. Um, also, we're going to do a little segment on the Messiah that is Eamon Murray. He announced his resignation um, from the Mead Senior Ladies football team uh, during the week with uh, great devastation to everybody. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to just talk about him. We'll also uh, have a little bit where we spoke with the Blackwater Inn Player of the Week and the Blackwater Inn Top Scorers of the Week from last week's um, football championship. 
course, it was Sean Mead, the player of the week from Nobber, and we had Mickey Newman, the top scorer of the week from uh, uh, Kilmainham. No, no uh, stranger to the Blackwater in himself. And, um, of course, they were part of the Kiko Sports Team of the Week last week for the Championship, and we'll be having that again uh, when the Championship rolls around next week. We'll also have the Lottos on Instagram as well. But, Davey, we're going to start off with the hurling results from the weekend, and I think you're, you're going to get the ladies' uh, um, football results ready, and I'm just going to have a run through these. So in the Ted Murta uh, clothing and footwear trim, her, uh, senior hurling championship. No, we're not going to go to the senior. We're going to go down a little bit, and we're going to go to the K Windows and Doors Junior 2 Hurling Championship and the results uh, from the weekend. There was one game, it was a walkover, uh, Drumree versus Trim, and I think Trim gave the walkover to Drumree in that one. Um, disappointing, Davy to hear a walkover being given. And uh, the way that it stands in uh, the Junior 2 Hurling Championship now, Group B, is that Kildalki, Rathamline, Drumree and Kilskir Moila all have eight points. Um, with, I think, Kildalki, Ratmaline and Drumree, the only teams left in that to have games left to be played because uh, Kilskir Moila, Rathout, Wolftones and Trim all have the six uh, quota games played. So it's all to be played for still in that junior uh, to hurling group B. In group A of the junior hurling championship, um, uh, the results from Friday night, Kiltail 326, Navin eight points. I think uh, was... Was Colin O'Brien in goals for uh, Navin O'Mahony's uh, team there, Davey? Um, we'll, we'll have to get confirmation on that one. And uh, it was Drumree 117, Kalion 112. So Kiltail have five from five um, after their allotted five games have been played. They get, end up on 10 points. St. Peter's Dunboyne are on eight, uh, Drumree on six, and Kalion on four. Navin O'Mahony's do have two points to their name after their allotted five games. And it was Nafina who ended up bottom of that table. We'll move on now to the Hanley Clean Meals Intermediate Hurling Championship Group B and the results all from Sunday Kilskir Moila 518, Trim 211, Kilmesson 214, Rathout 212, Gail Column Kill 118, and Dunmore Ashburn 18. Gail Column Kill sitting pretty at the top of the table with eight points. Kilskir Moila also have eight points. Kilmesson have six points. Trim have five points. Dunmore Ashburn have three, and Rathout have zero one round of games left to be played in uh, that group and in group A of the intermediate hurling championship. Sorry, Davy, is that is that it, Mickey? I think isn't it? Uh, no, I think there's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it is actually. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I thought that there was uh, one more game to be played. No, there's not. They've all played the a lot of five games. So here come Kill Skill Kill at both on eight points, Kilmesson on six, and Trim on five. And then in Group A. Um, it, it the results all played on Sunday as well. Ratman Line one fourteen, Kildaki two seven, Wolf Tones one nineteen, Navanomatnis one thirteen. Bad weekend for Navanomatnis in the Harlem. Drumree two sixteen, and Dundery nine points. Davy, you ha- were at that game for us, and we will be previewing or reviewing that on our uh, Loyal Royals um, podcast this week over on Patreon forward slash. We are mead. So the way Group A has finished up is Drumree top the table with eight points. Ratman Line and Kildaki both on six and Dundery on five. Navan Matley's on three and Wolf Tones on two. Davy, is it straight to semi-finals or quarter-finals with the um, intermediate uh, hurling championship? So the format mirrors that of senior Mickey. So basically, first and second from Group A there. So Drumree and Ratman Line are automatically into a semi-final. 
Then they're joined by third and fourth, uh, who are sorry, are going into a quarterfinal. So Kildalki and Dunry are in the quarterfinal where they will face Scale Column Kill and Kilskare Moila from Group B. So essentially the top two from Group B into quarterfinals yeah. and the top four in Group A go into knockout stages with the top two into a semi-final. So um significant win for Drumree in that they go straight to a semi-final now, and Dunry have to uh, contend with a quarterfinal um against Gail Column kills, so um, that'll be tasty. Yeah, it really will. Uh, moving on now to the Ted Murtha Clothing and Footwear Senior Hurling Championship. We're going to go to Group B first, and uh, the results all from Saturday. Kilnesson 425, Boards Mill, who are relegated uh, four points. Kilion 220, Clonagale 11 points. Longwood 114, Blackhall Gales 16 points. Uh, one point win for Longwood, a massive, massive win for uh, Longwood in that one, Davey, bringing them up to three points and they avoid the relegation. Absolutely incredible. Really, really huge win. They were rank underdogs uh, against a really fancy Blackhall Gale side and uh, eked out a one-point victory, which was just uh, everything in the end to to uh, leapfrog Boards Mill, who um, unfortunately for them have been relegated down to the Intermediate Championship for 2023. A big blow for the club. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and not only that, but it put paid to Blackhall Gale's chances of advancing to the quarterfinals of the um, Senior Hurling Championship. It did. Yeah, it was in Blackhall's hands. They knew that, you know, uh, anything from that game, even a draw would have been enough for them in the end. Um, it was Kelmessen who, like, they needed a lot of things to fall into their favour. They needed to win. They needed Blackhall Gales and Clannagale to both lose. And they also needed to put up a huge scoreline in which they, they couldn't have done much more. 425 and only conceded four points. And that's ultimately what got them through. You know, as you say, tied for six with two other teams. Uh, an amazing uh, sort of turn of events for Kilmessen, who have won their last two. And uh, fair play to them. Yeah, and, and we did speak about it last week, Davey, and we said about the permutations and combinations and that it did, uh, that if everything went um, and all the ducks lined up that Kilmessen did have a chance of um, of sneaking into the quarterfinals and, and that's exactly what happened and you know great drama in Group B of the uh, Senior Hurling Championship not to be outdone the uh, Senior uh, Group A the Senior Hurling Championship Group A had all of its um, drama uh, on the final day as well the results from Sunday Kiltail 219, Trim 121, Kildalki 123, Rathout 214, Nafina 215, St. Peter's Dunboyne 118. Kiltail and Trim were fighting it out for top spots, so that game was kind of irrelevant. They were both true to the semi-finals, but there was huge ramifications to the bottom of the table. Kildalki, Rathout, Nafina and uh, St. Peter's Dunboyne all had something to play for on the final day. Okay, Kildalki probably were uh, uh, going to get through, but it was Rathout Nafina and St. Peter's Dumboyne with so much to play for. Yeah, I mean, the Dumboyne, for, for Dumboyne, they just needed to win and they knew that a win would get them off the bottom and preserve their status in, in Senior A for next year. Nafina knew they needed something from the game to avoid that permutation happening, but also that they would likely need a win to leapfrog Rathout only if Kildalki would do Nafina a favour and beat them. Well, Kildalki did the favour. They held their side of the bargain by beating <laughs> Rathout and beating them well. Uh, Nafina 
came from eight points down early in the second half to snatch a draw and possibly could have won it against Dunboyne. As it turned out, Nafina and Ratot finished level on points with, with three points apiece. Generally, when that happens, it's it's head-to-head. And, of course, they drew, <laughs> um, as did Nafina in the other two games that they picked up points in. So Nafina, with three points from three draws, uh, ended up in the same points as Ratot. Then it goes score difference. The Nafina game was over. The players were in the dressing room at this stage, but the Ratot and Kildaki game was still going on at this stage. At one point, there was only like a point in the difference in the scoring difference. There was about a minute plus injury time to go. But Ratot, whether word got through or whatever, they, they must have realised, lads, hang on, we need a couple of points here just to rubber stamp it. And and do you know what? They got them. Padre O'Hanner and I think late in the day got a couple of points and that just snuck them, snuck them into fourth and a quarter final spot and dumped Nafina out of the championship. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I was listening to you on uh, the commentary for that one. And as I said at the beginning of the show, you know, there was great drama. Lots of people wondering what the score was in the Rathod game. But Rathod managed to uh, get the scores on the board and get their score difference to a better score difference than Nafina. Again, as I said, we're going to feature these on our Loyal Royals podcast. We're going to be doing a full, full Hurling Championship review and uh, we have interviews from the Dundery Drumree game, uh, Dermot Doyle, David Riley, and Cahill McCormick from the Victorious Drumree side. And then from Nafina and Dumboyne, David, you caught up with Sean Callanan and Mickey Cole, the two managers on the day, and Sean McGrath from uh, Dumboyne. So um, we'll be featuring that over on our Loyal Royals podcast this week. So, um, yeah, great drama. And we're not even through to the knockout stages of the Hurling Championship. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. David, we're going to move now to the um, ladies' uh, championship results from uh, during the week. Um, games played on Wednesday and Thursday evening. Yeah, starting on uh, Wednesday evening, Mickey, in the Junior A Championship Group 2, there was a game on between St. Pat's and Manalvi, and it was Manalvi who made it 2 from 2. A lot uh, tougher than it was the first day for them, but they got the victory over St. Pat's, 112-19, to and progression assured for Manalvi in that one. Into Group 1, and St. Dalton's recorded a huge victory over Moyla, 6-18-1-5. to They are also, after booking their ticket into the knockout stages, where they will be joined by Walterstown, who recorded um, an unbelievable victory, really, over Dulik Bellewstown. 8-21 to no score. <sighs> 
821 to no score, and that isn't a typo. Um, so Waterstown looking the real deal. They take on St. Dalton's last. It'll be to decide who tops the group, but they are both true. Um, so Joey Farley doing a marvellous job there with Waterstown. They look good for a crack at this year's Junior A Championship. Uh, moving on into the Intermediate Championship, there's a few games as well on Wednesday night, starting in Group 2, where uh, St. Column Kills had a narrow one-point victory over Clannagale. It finished Clannagale 1-7, St. Column Kills 11 points. And the other game in the group was a terrific comeback victory for St. Michael's, Mickey. They were being bet out the gate at half time, but they managed to uh, turn in a fantastic second-half performance to defeat Retolt 110-19, a brilliant victory for St. Michael's in that one. Into Group uh, 1, D Rangers recorded a, a very impressive three-point victory over screen, 15 points to 1-9. And Nafina uh, beat their neighbours, Summerhill, 216 to 8 points. So a huge victory for Nafina, who are trying to bounce straight back up to senior. Speaking of senior, we'll move on to Group 2 of the Keypack Senior Championship. And uh, there was a very entertaining game between Dunham Rashburn and Sensionstown also on Wednesday night. But Dunham Rashburn got the better of Sensionstown, 4-13 to 2-12. And in the other game... It was a victory for Dunshockland, albeit an extremely narrow one over Simonstown Gales. 1-8 to Dunshockland Royal Gales, 2-4 to Simonstown, where there was um, a serious-looking injury to Kelsey Nesbitt. We hope that's nothing too serious because she's had an absolute torrid time of it. So, fingers crossed, it's nothing that keeps her out for too long. Uh, then in Group 1, there was one game on Wednesday night, and it was the reigning and defending Mead and Leinster champion St. Peter's Dunboyne who shook off Old Castle 115 to 19 in that one. So Dunboyne two from two, but haven't had things all their own way. Uh, moving on into Thursday then in the junior E Championship Group 2. St. Dalton's made a two from two for the week, 210 to 15. They defeated Slane. And there was a victory for Longwood over Summerhill. 25 to Longwood, 17 to Summerhill. Uh, into Group 1, St. Pat's had a huge victory over newly formed Castletown 324 to 5 points into the Junior D Championship screen edged out Karen Ross 212 to 211 very entertaining game there into Group 1 of the Junior D Bechtov recorded a comfortable victory over Dundry 411 to 26 on into Junior C then Group 2 Simonstown uh, getting a win in their second team 314 to 18 over Dunham Rashburn um, and then an incredible game in Group 1 between St. Column Kills and Navanomatney. They finished Navanomatney 7-11, St. Column Kills 6-9. So <laughs> uh, goals for fun there over in uh, in Pilltown, but a win for Navanomatney's. Into the Junior B Championship then, um, uh, Group 2, sorry, between Blackhall Gales and St. Peter's Dunboyne. It was Dunboyne who got the better of Blackhall Gales 3-20 to 4-11. And in the other game, Gail Column Kill defeated Clonard 5-11 to 3-8. I think Gail Column Kill true with that win as well. Into Group 1 then at the Junior B, uh, the game was conceded by Senchtown, so the points going to Kilbride in that one, disappointing to see. Um, and in the other game, Trim recorded a huge victory over Wolf Tones, 4-23 to Trim, 1-5 to the Tones. And the last game comes from the Junior A Championship, which was played Thursday night, and it was Dunshockland Royal Gale's second string who recorded uh, a comfortable victory over Dunsany, 2-13 to 5 points. Yeah, I think those, uh, is there one round of games left in the group stages uh, yeah. with those? Um, when when those when that round is done and we, and we get the... Um, the knockout stages, um, uh, the, the, the 
pairings for the knockout stages. We'd hope to get somebody on from the ladies um, county board and and maybe do a preview of all of the championships um, as they enter the knockout stages. So uh, well done to all the girls. Um, uh, Davy, your own St. Dalton's with two really good wins. They've in the junior A themselves on Waterstown are through to the knockout stages. We know that already. Both of them have beaten the two teams below them. So it's just a case of who will go through in, in, in top position um, now because they play each other in the final group stage. Yeah, it should be a great gauge to see where both of them are at. Like, Ultons were comfortable victors over Delic as well, albeit Delic got a few scores and that. So, Waterstown do seem to be flying. Interesting to see John McCarthy watching St. Dalton's on uh, on Wednesday night doing a favour for his good mate Joey Farley. So he was on a scouting mission. Uh, it was John McCarthy over in uh, Sean Newman Park on Wednesday night. But yeah, that should be a blockbuster game, albeit they're both true, Mickey, but it's it's a good chance to lay down a bit of a marker early on. It is indeed. It is indeed. But uh, the ladies football championship really hotting up as well. The hurling championship has been really, really good as well. And we are just uh, waiting for the men's football championship to uh, heat up next weekend when uh, we will be assured of all of the knockout stages. Who's going to be going through to the knockout stages? Well, in most of the championships, maybe the junior B might take another round of games, um, but it could be all pretty finalised after the next round of matches, which will take place next week. We will be doing a preview of the senior football championship, a preview of the intermediate championship, and the preview of the junior A and B football championships that are uh, taking place this coming weekend. We also have a brilliant interview with Shorsha Bolfin. I know everybody thinks I'm saying it wrong there, Davey. You were put right last week by the one and only Shorsha Bolfin um, because everybody calls him Sersha, but it's actually Shorsha. Yeah, uh, he's he's come to terms with it though. He he says you can call me what I like, but or what you like. But uh, I I I have practiced it. Uh, it's a tough one. Um, I just think of the the shore, you know, Shorsha. Um, and I know how weird that sounds, but that that is the correct pronunciation of it. Um, but he won't fall out with you if you call him Sersha. So um, for anybody out there, just you know, don't worry. He's he's a fierce sound fella. Had a great chat with him. Um, he's enthusiastic. He he's um very much looking forward to what's going to be a big challenge. But it's his first intercounty managerial job on the back of all the successful coaching tickets he's been on. Um, really, really good interview. You know, uh, quite interesting, quite an interesting figure as well. He's obviously a lecturer in LIT, so um, you know, he's got that bit of a background to him as well. But uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. That'll be a good one. Yeah, the newly appointed Mead Senior Hurling Manager, Shorsha Bolfin, the interview will be coming out later this week. So, Davey, um, it was announced during the week that uh, a good friend of ours, Eamon Murray, will be uh, resigning from his post as the Mead Senior Ladies Football Manager. He's been there since 2017 as the manager of the senior team. He's been involved with Mead Ladies Football for God knows how long now at this stage. Um and he has some record two senior all ireland championships he's got one intermediate all ireland championship he has division one two and three league titles he has won leinster intermediate championship as well and that's all in just six seasons with the mead senior ladies team and it's with a heavy heart that we have to say goodbye to him um, because we've we've really really enjoyed uh, um i suppose following him being his friend and uh, chatting to him after games. And he's one man that wears his heart on his sleeve and 
will be irreplaceable on that Mead Senior Ladies um, management team. Um, there's just no doubt about it. Yeah, he, he's he's left a legacy. Um, he's created a legacy uh, for for what's to come. And I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. The it's one of the best sporting stories that I can ever remember. And it's not just because it's me them saying that. It's genuinely you talk to anybody across the country who you meet, even casual GA fans, and they'll talk about the Mead ladies to you. And to the forefront of that, it's Eamon Murray inevitably. Um, it's just the rags to riches that kind of is is what really pulls on the heartstrings to what what Mead were when he would have come in to what they've become. Um, and I know there weren't two wins, but two achievements that I probably include as well are the two defeats in the intermediate final, which makes it all the more remarkable, you know, that they've obviously done three three finals in a row and intermediate eventually got got the job done, then come up and won straight away and managed to retain their crown. It's it's absolutely incredible. It it does feel like the end of an era to an extent, because obviously with Eamon going with with the other um members of the management team departing as well. So the next appointment is absolutely huge, goes without saying. Um, and I suppose on a you know on a week where maybe Kit Henry was appointed the loud senior manager as well, maybe he would have been in in the mix after being over the Mead Miners this year, of course. So um, it, it that'll be a big appointment. One one man who hasn't kind of well, to the best of my knowledge, stated that he's not going to be continuing is Mark Brennan, who was obviously on the ticket with Eamon. It would be. If you were to pick anybody, probably that would be he would probably be up at the top of the queue if he was to be interested in the job because he knows the setup inside out and he's an excellent uh, he's an excellent guy. So, listen, it's it's a big one, um, but sad to see Eamon go and the outpouring of emotion and compliments that he got across social media over the weekend. I think will will tell you all you need to know about Eamon Murray, the person, really. Yeah, Davey, we uh, we did a little Instagram. Uh... Um, message about it and uh, you got plenty of replies and we might just read through them now yeah absolutely so the first one came in from Ema Burke and she says best man in the business untouchable in the ladies football management Robert Perfield said that Eamon is up there with Sean Boylan build that statue uh Jarlett Binks says shows football can be simple get the basics down to a T and get your players to work their hearts out uh, Joe McQueenie said there's an entire generation of young Mead people who never knew what it meant to watch a successful Mead team. Eamon, Murray, or Eamon Murray's team changed that. We owe him a lot. Yeah. Deck F. Dunn says, what a manager. Only Sean Boylan will be held in higher esteem. Emer Burke also said he really put Mead ladies on the map. Uh, Johnny O'Connor just said legend. Lisa Kern says he put Mead on the map. A legend forever. Uh, Casey said he has been such a great role model David Quinn said class manager will never be forgotten in the Royal County and the last one comes in from D. Donahue who says a Mead legend showed how to manage a team with fun and respect for everyone I think that's probably saving the best to last yeah without a shadow of a doubt yeah um, absolutely he thorough respect for everybody he enjoyed it he had fun and he made it fun for the girls and, and that was that was everything. Like he, he, he is going to go down as an absolute legend, and and I'm just wondering how long it'll be before they make the movie, Davy. I believe you mightn't have to wait too long, Mickey. I think you could have it in your stocking for Christmas. Uh, all going to plan. Really? 
you never know. Yeah, well, that's something to watch out for. Um, absolutely, it'd be amazing to see uh, something done on uh, the rise of Mead Ladies uh, football in the last number of years. It's been an absolutely incredible uh, feat by them and no small part by Eamon Murray. Now, he had an amazing management team around him as well. There's no doubt about that. And he always gives credit to them um, for the work that they have done. But sometimes, you know, there's something that you can't, just get uh, uh, by by uh, having coaches or or having um, uh, a management team and and that's something that X factor was there with Eamon Murray and he brought something that you just can't buy you can't you can't learn um, uh, he just has an unbelievable way about him and an honesty and a respect that will never be forgotten and, and uh, we wish him the very, very best of luck in whatever he goes on to do and maybe he'll just sit back now and, and maybe enjoy what he's done for the last uh, six years, Davy, because maybe maybe he hasn't had time to actually sit back and, and realise and see what they've actually done. We know Eamon Murray, Mickey, well enough to know that, that he's not going to do that. Like he He's going to probably be involved uh, with, with teams next year but from from what he said is it'll either be in Boards Mill or the Mead Ladies and it'll likely be in the underage ranks so don't yeah. be surprised to see him prop up with a Mead under 12 or 14 team next year and I'm sure he'll be be helping out in his own Boards Mill as well so um, that's that's Eamon Murray and we look forward to seeing him you know hopefully soon what, what a guy yeah absolutely best luck to Eamon Murray Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Davy, uh, we announced our Kiko Sports Team of the Week last week uh, for our last weekend's uh, or previous weekend's football championship, and um, the Blackwater Inn Player of the Week and Top Scorer of the Week were Sean Mead and Mickey Newman. Um, you know, two great guys. We met them in the Blackwater Inn with George Plunkett over there, and you know, just. Uh, Really enjoyed meeting the two lads. They're uh, they're both probably going in different directions at the moment with their with their clubs. Uh, one facing into a quarter final and one facing into a massive massive relegation um, uh, game in the last game of the group stages. Yeah, but do you know what I love about about them both, Mickey, is how I suppose upbeat and positive they both are. Okay, understandably with Shawnee Mead in particular, they're, they're just on that crest of a wave, but. Like with Mickey, I suppose it would be easy to to focus on the negatives and that, but instead, you know, really looking forward to what's a huge relegation game against Blackhall Gales to try and preserve their status without having to go into relegation trouble. 
those two guys are are two brilliant role models in their respective clubs. They love representing their clubs. They have a huge pride and tradition attached to it as well. And um, I think I think fellas could learn a lot from just just those two. There's loads more players like that in the county, but those two in particular, they're two fellas at the top of their game or damn close to it. And um, they're enjoying their football and they just love the game for what it's worth. And I think it's a refreshing it's it's refreshing to see basically in this day and age. Yeah, 100%. Well, we caught up with the two lads, as we said, in the Blackwater Inn with George Plunkett. And we're going to go to the uh, interviews with them and the sponsor just now. Delighted to be in the Blackwater Inn, joined by the one and only Mr. George Plunkett and likewise Mickey Newman. Uh, Twoies are no stranger to this place. Uh, George, I suppose we'll come to you first. Mickey, back in here on the on the back of 13 points the last day. Wasn't enough to get the victory, but showing his class once more. Well, as they say, class is permanent. Um, massive score, yeah, any day you get 13 points. It's great. And um wasn't enough for the victory, but look at Mickey did all he could and as he all as he has done down the years. Um I think as you said they're off air or probably had one eye in the next game anyway, so that's that's probably the big one. Um it's really all. Mickey, I suppose the the, the achievement or the 13 points is all the more remarkable when you factor in I think you were back from your honeymoon the night before or the morning in the game as, as we found out you weren't home till 4 o'clock uh, the morning at the game and the game threw in at 12 o'clock in Waterstown Yeah, I forgot it was 12 o'clock so I wasn't too happy now getting out of bed but uh, yeah, just, just one of those things but it actually probably worked out because you didn't have to worry about anything just go out and play so we were unlucky we uh Give it our best, but I suppose uh, conceding three goals—you're never going to really win the game. Mm. So, uh, you know, I was very happy with the lads. We still were very competitive and kept going till the end. So that's all you can ask for. I suppose, yeah, getting 16 points overall will definitely be a plus. And the fact that she's plugged away into the final quarter and really made them kind of work to the end is something that she'll probably take into Black Hall. Yeah, that's it. We uh, we're probably you know we're down a few lads, so. Uh, you know, you just kind of ask everyone to put a shoulder to the to the wheel, and that's what they did. So we're training well. We're kind of happy to put up that score, and we're just looking forward to next weekend. I don't think anyone wants to go down the relegation route, so um, it's great. It's, it's well poised now for both teams. So yes, was George mentioned that Kilmainham maybe had one eye on the Blackhall game? I suppose Blackhall in that defeat to Dunshockland maybe had more than one eye. On, on the Kilmainham game, so it's very much a, a 50-50 game next weekend. Yeah, it is. I don't, I don't, we were certainly not reading into the Dunshockland game. Um, Dunshockland will do that to a lot of teams, uh, and have done already. Um, so I would imagine that Blackhall were looking at us, and we're not going to be under any illusions of the task ahead of us. So, um, yeah, it makes for a very interesting game. How's the body holding up? Because uh, obviously, when we were chatting to you a few months back, you know, you were you were trying to get back into the club. You've had a sustained run of games now, and seem to be the better for it. Yeah, I'm very happy this year. Enjoyed enjoyed my football. Didn't miss any games. Uh, this is the first time in about I'd say about ten years with Kilmainham that I've I've played every game, every league game, and yeah, I've some some good weeks and and some weeks I'm just not able to do much. But I knew that's the way it was going to be. But I'm just happy to be playing. Uh, I'm really enjoying my football. Yeah. So are you saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> they need a selector, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm. I wouldn't be able for that. That that training. 
Uh, I'd love to go, absolutely love to go, uh, but I, I can't see it happening, no, unfortunately. Okay, put that to bed. Uh, married man now, but still performing, George. I suppose there's something to be said for that. Sure, very important. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes you wonder maybe what all, you know, what all the training, the lads are training and everything, and the next thing a lad goes away and comes back and performs like that. It's maybe it's something got to do with the mentality, as he said himself. Maybe he just hadn't time to think about it or whatever, but it didn't affect him anyway. And um, certainly from my own point of view, I, I certainly like to wish Mickey all the best in the future in, in his married life mm. and wish him all the best going forward because, as we all know, he's... Uh, gentleman off the field apart from everything he's achieved on it so hope you know onwards and upwards for Mickey and hope everything goes well for him yeah you might get another voucher yet Mickey you've done all right out of these with with George over the years it's it's, it's a great initiative I have to say (laughs) but it's great you see Sean there as well Um, and just adds a bit of interest and his class George has been fantastic as always proper GEA man and um, I think it's really added to the championship Um, you know bit of interest so fair play to George it's uh, it's really well appreciated hopefully we can get, a, get another one by the end of the year <laughs> fingers crossed well done lads so we're here in the Blackwater Inn in Kells with uh, George Plunkett the sponsor obviously and with uh, Sean Mead our player of the week for last uh, the last weekend of championship football Sean 3-3 um, you're a man on fire at the moment yeah um <laughs> I could see that one coming, uh, but yeah, it's a good team display, really a uh, game of two halves and just the chances fell my way, all of it nearly in the first half, uh, we couldn't seem to get a score in the second half at all, but delighted to get to win and yeah, it's a good score I suppose. You popped up with a crucial score in that second half, uh, well 1-1, but the goal being a very crucial score against Longwood and what that done is it's propelled you into top spot in the group and no matter what way the results to go the last day you're going to be top in your group in the intermediate championship so job done I suppose uh, if you were looking at what you said planned at the start of the year yeah great position to be in qualified top guaranteed top with a game to spare um, we're kind of lucky the way results fell as well that we are guaranteed top I know there's some groups there uh, you might be vying for a place but uh, yeah delighted kind of gives us a chance to get lads injuries cleared up and that you have another you have four weeks to a quarter let's say so uh, obviously we want to beat Trimbara now next next week keep the momentum rolling but uh, yeah good position to be in yeah absolutely and you mentioned it already you have Trimbara Emmett's in your last game it gives Paddy Bates as well a chance maybe to uh, rest a few players and, and maybe get some of the fringe players onto the field yeah that's it like like I was saying earlier, we have a few lads carrying knocks and Jack Condra went down. I think he was getting a scan today on the knee. He went down towards the end of the game again, Longwood. A um, few lads just carrying niggles. And then there's other lads coming back. We've Jamie Owens back since the last game. He got a few minutes again, Longwood. Um, and then obviously when results are going well, you have everyone wanting to get involved. So... Uh, numbers of training have been good and there's lads pushing for places so yeah like that it's a good opportunity to try out new bodies and bring it into the quarterfinal then there you're saying that there's lads coming out of the woodwork coming back to get their places and you know uh, jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> uh, you know yourself how these things go sure. there d- d- might be smelling a bit of success down the line once you reach a quarterfinal lads start dreaming of a semi-final and a final and um, 
Yeah, sure. Like at the start of the year, that's where you want to be. You want to be playing knockout football in a quarter final, a win or lose. You kind of it's great. You get great satisfaction out of putting a team out as well, knowing that you're just progressing yourself. So they're the real enjoyable games that you want to be playing in. And yeah, it's a great place to be in. Yeah, you are no stranger to the knockout stages in in, in the last number of years. You know, you've won the intermediate championship against, uh, I think it was Trim in the final you beat, wasn't it? Um, or did you beat Trim in the semi? No, it was local derby, wasn't it, in the in the final? No, yeah, we beat Trim in the final 2019. Um be fair it's kind of a bit of a roller coaster the last number of years between relegation games semi-finals like when we came down from senior first in 2010 i think we were in a relegation final that following year and then like we have been fairly consistent between in the intermediate grade where you usually get out of the group um so yeah we've been good on that front to be fair George, I'm going to bring you in. Um, I suppose you know an awful lot about this man, Sean, um, over the last number of years. But when you look at the trajectory that Nobber have taken in the last couple of years, being in that, uh, winning that 2019 final, then getting relegated from senior, would you have seen Nobber getting through to the quarterfinals this year? I don't think many people would. Um, if I'm honest, probably not. You know, but... As we as they've shown and as as Sean has said the last time he was here, it's not that long ago for a play to him. Um, they know what they can do when when they've everyone together for the championship. You know they're, they're a good, obviously a good championship team, and um, fair play to them. And we all know they had their setback, which yeah. when their star man leaves, and that's never it's never easy in the club, but. Obviously, they didn't sulk or put their head down. They just decided to dig in and get on with it. And that's that's a credit to them, and that's that's why they're where they are now. And onwards and upwards for them. Best of luck to them. Some people would say their star man is still there. That maybe their second star man was the one who left. But uh, look, it, it, it's a it, it's huge um, boost to the club to get through to the quarter final with two games played and knowing that they're going to be uh, top in the group as well. Absolutely, it puts them in a great position. Um, they can. You know they can try a few things, give lads, give lads a chance. We'd say to to get back. You know if a fella needs more time, he doesn't have to rush back. Or if a lad needs game time, now is the time to give it to him. So it's it's a good position to be in. And you're right, the um, the real star man probably has come to the fore. <laughs> yeah, we we'll bring it back to that star man. So as George alluded to, you were here only a couple of weeks ago. You were getting the uh, top scorer of the week. You weren't far off it this week, but uh, uh, Mickey Newman, I don't know if you know him, he's a young lad there from Kilmainham. He just pipped you to the post this week, but you did get the uh, player of the week. Yeah, the lads were kind of slagging that last goal I got. when I was, It was a one-point game at that stage when I was going into injury time. And lads were shouting in, fisted over, fisted over. The two points would have sealed it, but I went for the goal and... They were saying you're you're as greedy going for the Blackwater in top scorer again, but uh, yeah, can't, no shame in losing to a man kicking 13 points on his. That's for sure. Shooting. Was it in your mind when you were going for the goal? <laughs> no, no. I'm only saying what the lads were saying. That didn't enter my top process. I think George that this Blackwater in top scorer of the week and player of the week is starting to get into the players' heads a little bit. Ah, it's hard to know whether it is or not. Yeah, sometimes, as Davy said there, sometimes a guy comes out after it and he doesn't back it up. But some lads do back it up, and Sean did that, and we had Aaron Inch, I think he was here three weeks in a row last year. So, look, at every game is different, and lads go to do their best. 
I don't think I, I think they're in the right frame of mind. They're just trying to do their best for the team. And but it's it's great to be able to recognise them and, and recognise their, their level of excellence that they are producing. And it's it's serious scores being put up and it's a lot of good performances at every level. So it's great to be able to recognise them. Uh, Sean, I think uh, Davey may have asked you this last week or whatever, but uh, Colm O'Rourke came knocking on the door here. They're in form player, we reckon, over the four championships. Colm O'Rourke came knocking. Would you answer the phone call? Would you answer the door? Oh, I'd speak to him, all right. Uh, I think I wasn't too diplomatic last week. I came straight out and I said I would, so... <laughs> yeah, I'd give it a rattle, yeah. Yeah, well, come here. Best of luck against Drumbarra. Again, uh, George was just after saying it. Uh, we had Aaron Lynch here three weeks in a row last year. Will we be seeing you after the next uh, round of championship? You could be your third week in a row. Well, I'd say George is taking a sight of me, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, the two lads there, Davey, and, um, you know, um, Sean Mead, I asked him if Colm O'Rourke came knocking, would he, would he answer the phone or would he answer the door? You had asked him the week before, previously, and he said... Uh, um, you know, he was probably a little bit more adamant the week beforehand, but this time he was a bit more di- diplomatic and he says, oh yeah, I'd answer the call. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd, I'd speak with Colin. Like, so he wasn't, uh, he, he said he wasn't going to try and push it any further, but uh, a man on top of his game and, and Mickey Newman as well with 13 points out there, 16 points in their defeat to, um, was it? Uh, Pats. Or Pats, Pats, yeah, is right. Um, hell of a haul for him. But both of them, have great respect for all the other players that they've played against so far in the championship as well, which is great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Just the um the John three sixteen between them, uh, which is incredible. Three <laughs> three from Edo and and thirteen points from Mickey. Uh, yeah, like listen, they would be well got fellas. I would say uh, in the intermediate championship, they they play it the right way. There's never ever. I I genuinely can hand and heart say I've never seen any bit of you know, dirtiness or, or gamesmanship from either of those fellas. They just play the game in the right way with a smile on their face. And, you know, kudos to them. It, it was lovely to have them in on the black water. And I think George was delighted to welcome them back in again. But he'll probably have to lock Sean Mead out if he keeps uh, if he keeps turning <laughs> up like this. It's becoming a bit of a habit. It's becoming a bit of a habit, is right. And, and, and Sean Mead as well alluded to the fact that after the game, that the lads were slagging him off. They were saying, like, you know, as he was going through on goal at the very end of the game, um, that they were a point up, he could have just flicked the ball over the bar and two points would have done them. They would have won the game either way. But he went for the goal and they were all saying he was being greedy. He was looking for the uh, top scorer of the week. And I said to George, you know, this Blackwater Inn, top scorer of the week and Blackwater Inn, player of the week, it's starting to get into fellas' heads now at this stage. <laughs> well, at least he put the curse to bed because um, I suppose not only has it never been won consecutively, but generally, the fellow who wins either award goes out and has an absolute stinker the following week. So uh, it was nice that that particular hoodoo was put to bed um, for the remainder of the championship anyway. Yeah, apart from Aaron Lynch, um, you know, he's he, he he doesn't get hoodooed by uh, by anybody, so he doesn't. But uh, yeah, Sean Mead trying to be the next Aaron Lynch and do three weeks in a row. Um, that'll be up to him in his last game against Rumbara. Um, Davey, it's also probably right for us to mention that we will be doing... Uh, Kiko Sports Team of the Year or Kiko Sports All-Stars for 2022 in the, from the club championships and we'll be holding that event in the Blackwater Inn towards the, well, after the championship has uh, finished um, uh, later on in October. Um, we, were in, we were in with George. 
we're nearly finalised on the date and we're nearly finalised on who the charity will be involved on the night and there will be a bucket at the door and all donations um, will be greatly received by the charity. It's a, There's no um, charge to come in, but if you want to make a donation to the charity um, on the night, you can do. And it's going to be a fabulous night over in the Blackwater Inn where we will be presenting the Kiko Sports All-Stars for 2022 from the championships with their uh, Kiko Sports uh, jersey um, on the night. Yeah, uh, it's taken shape, as you say, Mickey, uh, getting close to finalising a few more details, hopefully, and uh, really looking forward to it now. I suppose we've got the taste for it with the team of the week and and probably fellas are putting in strong claims even already to, to kind of feature on that. So uh, after next week, we'll obviously have our final group stage team of the week and then it'll be down to the business end where we enter quarterfinal weekend the following week. So a um, lot to look forward to and that team should be taking shape in the next few weeks, hopefully. Yeah, it will indeed. And um, as we said, we will... In hopefully by the end of this week coming, we will know the charity that will be involved and we will have a date for everybody and we will be uh, sending it out on all social media and we would be delighted to have as many people attend the awards night as possible in the Blackwater Inn on the night in question. So, um, yeah, do uh, when we do send out the date, do please put it into your calendar and uh, support the charity on the night and support the players when they receive their player of the year uh, or, or um, team of the year jersey on the night. Um, David, we'll move on now and it's time to move to the lottos. Yeah, starting with Minolte from last Sunday night, Mickey, the numbers were 4, 12, 20 and 25. 3,400 euro of a jackpot wasn't one. There was four match three winners collecting 50 euro each. Ashley Donahue, Chris Nevin, Elaine Nevin and Paddy Lacey, the winners there. There was one special online prize of fifty euro, which went to Raymond Owens, and they, they go again tonight with three thousand six hundred up for grabs. Ballon Locker, the next uh, club in, three thousand euro of a jackpot wasn't won. The letters were D, P, W, and X. They had a few match three winners who all share a hundred euro between them: Kira Ryan, Fergus Higgins. Martina Riley, Claire Devine, and Maggie Devine. Uh, the next draw takes place in the clubhouse. Be a winner and buy a ticket. Trumbara next up, and their numbers were 6, 7, 15, and 24. 3,800 euro of uh, jackpot, not one. 30 euro winners were Niall Campbell, Ashlyn Quinn, Willie Arkins, James McCormick, and Sadie Hart. Uh, it's sponsored by Muldoon Brothers. Uh, Manavi next up. And uh, their jackpot from last week wasn't won. Uh, 1, 9, 21 and 23, the numbers. 320-year winners were John O'Neill, Pan Gilson and Frank O'Sullivan. The next draw takes place on Monday night, 2,400. And you can play via an or on the Club Force app. Next in are Dunchocklin and Royal Gales. Uh, their results from the 22nd, which was last Monday, 11, 13, 14 and 27, the numbers. No jackpot winner. Four match three winners, though, collecting 50 euro each. Oliver Gogan, Aoife Blake, Caroline Donnelly and Nicola Bowen. The next draw takes place on the 29th at half eight, live on Facebook. 2,400 euro of a jackpot with 200 being added each week. You can play with that one on Club Force. Castletown are next up. Their results from the 23rd, 14, 18, 19 and 22. 4,000 euro of a jackpot wasn't won. Congratulations to the lucky dip winners collecting 30 euro each who are Deirdre Farley, Barry Sheeran, Geraldine Hand, Pat Ginnity and Jimmy Carlin. Uh, next week's jackpot is 4,100 and you can play at the Smart Lotto app. 
Along with our next up, 8,500 euro of a jackpot wasn't won. Uh, the lucky dip winners were Anne Kerrigan, Amber and Callum Cleary, and Alton Campbell. Uh, next up are Navin O'Mahony's 9, 14, 15, and 16, the numbers. They had no jackpot winner. Uh, Ray, Denning, Brieg, uh, Scullion, and Barry Guyry were the match three winners. The next draw takes place on the 30th of August, which is Tuesday night. 15,000 up for grabs. Um, and there's a little bit of stealing going on by Colin O'Brien, Mickey, would you believe? Um, so, Trumbara have done this fantastic design whereby... The lotto numbers are on the back of the jerseys. So essentially, if the, you know, one, two, three, and four, they have the jerseys with the numbers on the back. It's a really good idea. Colin O'Brien decides to nab the idea. Um, to be fair to him, he did play the Drumbara uh, lotto. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he did He did play the Drumbara lotto to, as a way of saying thanks. Um well, I hope he's signed up for, 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 for the year, you know, after stealing their great idea. He just did uh, he just did a fiver, I think. Ah, that's the miserable gift. Yeah. In fairness, he did it out in Avno Matney's uh, GFC, so fair play to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and they should hold him to that if they do win it. Corto uh, GFC next in, and uh, the numbers from Friday night were 2, 6, 29, and 30. Uh, 10,000. 600 euro of a jackpot, not one. 520 euro winners were Frank McHugh, Lorcan Cod, Susan Conway, Leah and Lorcan Cod, and John Henry. Uh, it moves on to 10,700. Next week, uh, there was a 50 euro one for all voucher kindly donated by our sponsors to our Kerrigan Mushrooms, and that goes to Lorna Madden. We'll be back with 10,700 and another 50 euro voucher uh, sponsored by a local business on Friday night at cartongaa.com forward slash lotto. Is that you done there, Davey? That's me. Well, I have the two usual uh, in from Central Stand there. Lotto is 2,200. It can be done on smartlotto.ie or you can go to any of their social pages and you will find a link there. Their draw takes place every Monday evening. In Simonstown, the draw last Friday, the 26th of August, um, there was no jackpot winner. There was one match three winner and that was Stella O'Brien. The numbers drawn were 14, 21, 23 and 29. And next week's uh, jackpot on the 2nd of September will be 1150 euro. So um, get on to those um, social media pages and uh, you'll be able to do the uh, Simonson Lotto or you can do the Central Stone Lotto. So. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath. We'll move on now to Instagram Davy. We 
did have uh, our segment about Eamon Murray already, so we'll just go on to the general um, Instagram comments uh, that you have this week. Yeah, first one is from Joseph Shepherd Brady, and he said Connor Shepherd for the new Mead Hurling goalkeeper. I assume Connor must have been in goals for the Wolf Tones over the weekend and did well. Must have by the sounds of things, but um, I'll have to go back and check what their result was because the two games they, they won, they beat I think they beat Navalomatney's in the intermediate first win of the year for the Tones. Academic, though, I think, in the end, yeah. But it's always good to have the bragging rights, so it is, um, when around Navin. Um, yeah, they did 119 to 113 is right. Uh, Wolf Tones bet Navin O'Matley's just to remind Colin O'Brien of that one. And actually, just to remind Colin O'Brien that in the junior championship, that Navin O'Matley's were hammered by Kildale 326 to 8 points. If I can find anything else on Navin O'Matley's, I'll let him know. <laughs> uh, he's got an awful <laughs> rinse, hasn't he, in this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Ah, we, yeah, in fairness, no, as well. we, it's we, becoming a while. Yeah. We're, we're, making, we're making up for lost time with Colin. Uh, extra time sports had some battle in Kiltail between Longwood and Blackhall Gales. Yeah, um, a hell of a win for Longwood. Um, absolutely incredible stuff, Davy. Yeah, amazing, just amazing. But they've got that, they've got that uh, pedigree, I suppose, of doing so, and they've been going a lot better. Um, since the change, you know, in fairness, Aaron Ennis has gone in with the hurlers, done a magnificent job. Vinnie Byrne is there with the footballers. They've got qualification in their own hands next weekend too. So it's amazing how a season can turn and that new manager bounce that does come with it. So, you know, hats off to both of them, really. Um, the next one is from Richie Judge, and he wants to talk about the rise of Kilmessen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've mentioned it already, the rise of Kilmessen. They Everything had to, the stars had to align for them so that it, um, and I think it was like, you know, a, a, a one in a billion chance of all of the things to happen. And, and it all happened in fairness. And Kilmessen have uh, managed to get into the quarterfinals of the Senior Hurling Championship with that win um, over uh, Boards Mill, that huge win over Boards Mill. Yeah, and pitted with that, obviously, that, that win for Longwood over Blackhall Gales. And, and Kalyan's win, win over Clannagale <laughs> and anything else that happened. Uh, but yeah, amazing. And, and you know what? Full credit to them. They did a really comprehensive number on Boards Mill, who they themselves were trying to get points for all the wrong reasons. But uh, what what a result for Kilmess and Unreal. Um, next one comes in from Lucky to be working, Mickey. He said, uh, light a candle for the Blackhall Gales hurlers and the Fianna. Oh, a lad, a lad. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, it, not a great weekend for either of them, really. Uh, I actually, I'm struggling to decide which was worse. Maybe Nafina, but I mean, Blackhall Gales had an unbelievable chance of qualification too. Like, a, Yeah, lost by a point. through their fingers. Yeah, even a point, as you said, and they would have been through to the knockout stages, but uh, it wasn't to be. And the same for Nafina. Um, A couple, actually, a couple of scores um, would have done it for uh, Nafina, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, uh, Keith Meats, aka Keith Sheeran, uh, Davy doing laps of Nav on Saturday night in his new car like a young lad. Davy, do you want to uh, fill us in on this? Uh, were you just yeah. uh, cruising, were you, with the windows open and uh, a bit of Westlife blaring out the windows? Do you know, I wish I wish it was. It, it was a little bit more stressful than that. I was actually trying to collect uh, a takeaway from room eight, actually. And 
who'd have thought that getting parking in Avon on a Saturday evening would be so difficult, Mickey? But you know, there you go. I must have did uh, two or three laps of the town, and of course, Keith Sheeran was sitting outside the Royal Mead with his good lady having a few well-earned shandies, even though I believe he was on the zero zero because of the championship obviously next weekend. So when I was coming down the first time. You know, I caught his eye and I just beeped and I shouted out and I told him not to be drinking pints because it's the week before championship or whatever. Anyway, he he texted me back and then I went round, had to do another lap, <laughs> passed him again. And I was like, please don't look, Keith, please don't see me. And of course, caught me rapid looking uh, for the second time. I'd say he thought I was actually keeping an eye on him. But <laughs> eventually I got parking in the, in the end and I got my roommate. So I was, I was OK, but the, there was a little bit of substance to it, but not much. Yeah, well, Watergate Street um, is uh, one of those streets where it is usually hard to get uh, parking. But Roommate did win Best uh, Restaurant in Mead um, only a couple of weeks ago at the Restaurant Association of Ireland Awards. So I'd say that award has the people flocking to, Water to, Grits, to Watergate Street to get into Roommate or to even get their takeaway. And uh, that could have been a reason why on a Saturday night that Watergate Street was so packed, Davy Wisman, because Roommate... It is a top-notch venue, so it is uh, kudos to Aidan over there um, who owns that uh, restaurant. Absolutely. That's it from Instagram Interactive. Mickey, uh, I suppose with, with the bit of aim and stuff as well, it's kind of overlapped into it. So, you know, yeah, that's yeah. all. Well, Davey, um, I suppose, uh, you know, the Hurling Championship was absolutely brilliant this weekend. We do have the uh, Senior Intermediate and Junior A and B Football Championships back on next weekend and we're hoping for more of the same we're hoping for some more drama on uh, uh, on the weekend coming yeah absolutely football championship um obviously just one group down for decision really in senior um but there's loads going to happen probably in the other three grades junior a junior b and the intermediate championship so we'll we'll have every angle covered and looking forward to the reviews and, and of course kiko sports team of the week already for next week yeah, absolutely. Well, look, that's it from this episode of your We Are Meat podcast. Remember, We Are Meat, why it matters more.